1: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
2: Getting to know you Having a good nose About you Having a gander Looking at what makes you tick.
3: Hello, everybody, and welcome to a new podcast with myself, Shedman, and my good friend, Mr. Cannontown Len. Say hello, Len. Hello, mate. And welcome to Nigel and Len's Propaganda. This is a podcast where we invite a guest whom we have so much in common with, but have a propaganda of what makes us all different. Oh, that's the intro, done. Brilliant. Uh, did I do it all right, then?
2: you done it all right, yeah. There was that,
3: was it, Do you think that'll make the cut?
2: Well, it's going to have to, because like, we, we we need to prove, really, that it's Sean that takes all the time making the podcast long.
3: Oh, right. Yeah. Well, do, you, do you think we can prove that? Easy. We
2: can. Easy no maybe. worries. I mean, anyway, not, we're even speaking quicker.
3: Yeah, well, you know, there you go. That's it. That's what we have got to do, isn't it? Because yeah, we're on, we're yeah. on the clock. Should we introduce our our guest? Oh, well, was going to say then? But anyway, you can. i have let you introduce
2: oh, the guest. Thank you, mate. That's ever so kind of yeah. you. We've got Russ Pardon on. Say hello, Russ.
4: Hello, everybody.
2: Now, you, you you probably all know Russ now from his. Um, for his channel, my as 11. And some of you listening, with no doubt, already been on it. How many guests you had on there now, Russ? Uh,
4: about 230, I think, at the moment. So oh, it's all going to finish soon. He's only doing 250. Nah, no, 500. Doing 500. 500, I want do it Oh, 500. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you've upped it. No, it was always going to be 500. Oh, was it? Yeah. yeah oh, just didn't right. pay attention. No, all right. No, no. Talking
2: <laughs> of we'll paying attention, I could have sworn when because me and nigel were on nice and early yeah uh i thought we'd had to see him play live and suddenly it seems to have yet to be
4: alive to see him play live. no it was always seen live uh, because obviously i felt you know we've had people also like guys like the indian hammers bless them and and they've only been over once so their eleven oh, would have right. been so we sort we did extend it, but well, that was I mean, an easy team to pick, was not it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <done. laughs> <laughs> wouldn't have
3: been hard, wouldn't it? Dear idea. Oh, we weren't they weren't gonna a dilemma, was it? Who you got? Well, there's the eleven.
4: Yeah, there's there's the eleven. I've got subs as well with a manager and, and and a ref and two linesmen. So yes. Yeah. So we did move we did change it because obviously there was more out of even more out-of-towners, out-of-countryers. I like it. And and out-of-countryers. And so, yeah, like a lot of the American guys, I mean, they're nutters, like the Fresno Irons and stuff. They're crazy. I love them. They're brilliant. They go to away. So, like, if they're playing, like, playing Chelsea away, they'll go to the Chelsea bar to watch the game. It's an away fixture. So, yeah, fair play.
2: Now, there's a good reason that we had you on first, Russ, as you know. Yeah. And there's all the podcast listeners know, because two weeks ago, we finished a podcast and then Sean came out with one of his classic lines when we was off air. And he said to me and Nigel, you two don't like Russ, do you? We've no evidence of any any case of that being true. So that gave birth to this podcast. Now, we have got a little format that we're we're going to get into a little bit later, but I like to go in straight away with like a three-minute Julian Dick's tackle on three minutes on the clock Julian Dick's tackle to set the tone. I'm not going to take you to task about this bagel and bagel business. <laughs> Listen, it, it's bagel. I'm sorry. It's bagel. And I've had it, we have this conversation all the time. And there'll be New Yorkers saying, man, over here we call it bagel. Well, you know. If my Uncle Pete went to, to France and they called him Pierre, you'll know about it. So I don't get this. And I'm in the minority, I know this. But I was always brought up. And why shouldn't it be? Because if the, the Polish-Jewish community invented it and called it a bagel, why are we calling it a bagel? So why do you call it a bagel?
4: I don't know. I honestly don't know. I just always have called it a bagel. I don't know why. And I, I mean, I work for a Jewish Everyone company. Does. I worked for a Jewish company for, for five years um near uh, near Golders Green. And um they called them Bagel because there was a place called the Bagel Bar, which is in Hendon or something like that. So I don't know. I don't know. But you're right. I mean, to be honest, you know, the well, best... Was it a Jewish Bagel Bar? Well, it was, it
3: was a... <laughs> <So> you, <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. No, what I'm saying is... <laughs> He's he's talking about gold as green, but then he covers it and goes Hendon, which is a bit of a crossover to it's
4: be sort, fair. Yeah, but it's it's, yeah. it's, it's a lot thing. of kosher restaurants there, so yeah. But, um, you know, was
3: it called Bagel because they were that, that no nothing's that let's open up a shop or were no, they, that
4: were was they a proper, proper one, one. It was it was a proper proper Jewish shop, so that's why I thought, and that's why I was, used to call it a bagel. But you're right, Brit Lane, it's Bagel Bake, isn't it? Yeah,
2: and the thing is, now I thought I'd google it before we come on just to make sure put in biegel and it's almost like the brit lane biegel bake has the sort of the trademark to the word biegel now because it's all brit lane biegel bake brit lane biegel bake Uh, okay i know that's what google's like it does look after the companies but there is two of them remember there is two of them Mm. now what was the is the one two two or three doors down still there as well yeah, so the Yellow Shop. Yeah. I, I That's believe, exactly what I know it is. is. Yellow Shop, yes. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So the Yellow Shop, I believe, is the original.
2: I think you And you're
3: right. The, the bike has only been there about 35 years. 74, something. 1974, yeah. Oh, it's been there a bit longer than I thought. Mm. So um, it's been there, approaching, so what's that, 45 years? Yeah, yeah.
2: So. so this knowledge that we got, Sean uh, Nigel. Sorry, sorry, Ooh. Nigel. I'm oh. oh, sorry. You know that might be my first yellow card. Even Ooh. after going in every straight away there with a the Bible, we're showing our in-town status. And what we want to do, what we want to do, we want to develop this in-out of towner towner thing. Now, how are we going to do that, Russ? Is you're going to declare? If you're going to be an out of towner, which I highly recommend by the way, or a towner. Now, if you declare yourself a towner, there's a state of mind, remember. If you declare yourself a towner, you're going to have to go up against Judge Khan and convince him that you're a towner with me, with me as your barrister. Or you can declare yourself an out of towner and tell us everything great about being an out of towner and about your personal culture and don't let other people tell you anything else you've got your own culture be it a microculture or even a subculture and we want to hear all about it so we put you on the spot what do you declare russ are Um, you going to declare yourself an out-of-towner or a towner
4: I'm going to declare myself an out of towner. I Good am,
2: man. I am because I, I would have, a, I might have had a problem defending <laughs> you as a towner. So,
3: so, first of all, if he's declaring is an out of towner, uh, I want to know um, where were you was born and where you was brought up.
4: So, I was born in Epping, St Margaret's Hospital in Epping on the one of the last babies to be born in the hospital, apparently, because they they closed uh, the maternity ward after that. Um, and I grew up in Lowton. Loughton, yeah, Loughton, so, Essex. Essex. Nice. Lown, Essex. Home I'm so, familiar with all yeah. of that. It's all, uh, yeah. Loughton was, you know, it was it was at that time where it seemed all every like all Tottenham players and West Ham players were living around there at the time because it was, yeah. yeah. So,
2: did you did you ever spend any time in Epping?
4: Uh sometime. My wife, is actually uh, she works for Epping County Council. There. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah.
2: I remember the brunchy bar.
4: I don't remember the brunchy bar. No, you don't? I, no. I mean, I would, I would pass through Epping. Yeah. Rather than go, my my nan lived in Thayden Boys. Um, and Thayden and Bois. Bois. Thayden That's Bois. Right. Thank you, Thayden Bois. Um, and so yeah. So I, that was sort of never really ventured into Epping much at all, apart from to get to the sports shop. There was a sports shop in Epping. I remember, um, which we used to go to. I think it was a like an intersport type thing, um. But yeah, not really. Or sometimes. Decade
3: we talking, Russ? Come on, let's age you. You sound like
4: you were born in the eighties to me. Yeah, I was born nineteen eighty one. Oh, there you go. Look. And you know, and you know, today is obviously recorded on Saturday, but today is the twenty eighth year anniversary for my first West Ham game. Is Um, it? Yeah, it's today because someone it was the five three against Oxford United, and um, someone posted it, and then they said, I imagine probably, yeah, yeah, was it Vinny? It was Kent, I think. Yeah, it was Kent. Oh, was it? Yeah. Well, Kent. We, Kent sort of made me aware of it. He was like, oh, "Is it, it your okay? I mean, yeah, game?" Yeah. yeah. So yeah. So yes, it was uh, 1981. I was born, and uh, I stayed in the Latin area until I met my wife. So um, until ten years ago.
2: Is she a local girl?
4: She is Dagenham. She was born and raised in Dagenham, and then moved to. We live in. Well, we lived in Romford. Now we live in Hornchurch. Well,
3: so she's moving along the line then. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder yeah, she, yeah, yeah,
2: I wonder if she declare herself a towner or we're out of town. I, I reckon her
4: mum would. Her country. mum definitely. But yeah, i borderline. But her mum would. And my to be honest, my my granddad would. He's not low long with us, but he would. And Minan, um, they were definitely towners. Um, not your parents. No, my old man was from Charlton area, really. So he was in that sort of pocket of West Ham fans in the other side of the water. Um, and my mum, she was, well, yeah, she was around sort of the Thayden Bois area and, and Woodford and stuff. So, yeah, she's out of town as well.
2: I think my mum would, although she's undoubtedly a towner, she'd declare herself an out of towner.
4: Of course she would, yeah. My my nan would do that. She was the one who, you know, when you took the phone, you you picked up the phone and she put the posh voice on. Yeah, yeah, and that's and, what, and exactly, and it's, yeah. It's Russ. Oh, hi, Russ, how are you doing? Like, it just dropped yeah. off completely. It's like, yeah.
2: yeah, must be generation thing.
4: Mm.
3: Well, the people, the old people, they did have a telephone voice, didn't they? My mum did. Yeah. i tell you. My, 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 my mum had, had sort of not two lives because she had me and my brother when she was very young and then remarried and had, had my sisters and, and got a, set up her own company and, and made a bit of money and bought an house in Barking. And my sisters had a totally different upbringing I me. And it was like two mums. I had working class mum. And my sister's had middle-class mum. But it was funny how she, she always regressed when she was with me. My sisters used to notice that. Uh, the, the, the When I turn up, the, like working-class mum would come out, sit down, boy, you got to eat something, blah, 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 have a cup of tea. What do you want to eat? You know, that old. And we always sat in the kitchen when I turned up. I don't know if that was an East End thing, but in my family, that's what I a like. I like doing that did.
2: now. My mum don't want to do that, but that's what I like doing. Sitting, nice sitting at a table on the kitchen table, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I like a lot of people brought up on an Eastern culture. My nan played a heavy influence in it. I don't know about you, Nige, in bringing you up, or was that uh, a different situation for you?
3: It was, yeah, sort sort of extended family. Yeah, yes. So my mum, my mum, without getting into a sub story, my mum's mum died at seven. And so she was brought up by her grandparents. So actually, up until the age of seven, eight, my granddad was actually my great granddad. So we spent a lot of time with them. And my aunts and uncles were actually my great aunt and uncles.
2: Because my mum
3: was brought up with her aunt and uncles in the same house. Yeah. Yeah. So, the, 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 you know, the youngest of her aunt and uncles, you know, in fact, my mum tells a funny story about one of the aunts. She shared a bedroom with my mum. So she must have been, you know, 18 years older than my mum. And sometimes, like, her nan would say, you know, Nelly, take Carol a bed now and you can go and all. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a poor old Aunt Nill who, who, who had to share a room with this little kid had to go up to bed. She would have been in her twenties. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah. So I was brought up around very close knit family uh, as a little kid around the plaster area. Mm. Well, that's the
4: thing. I was like, you know. Def, as i said definitely me and my the, the generator like my mum and my dad they're not out of towns but as i said my nan and my granddad were i remember having family reunions at the is it the community center along barking road um yes so, uh, you're halfway up yeah like you know towards sort of midway through we had like that's where we'd have our like family reunions there so you know that was like proper in the middle so that's why i was thinking yeah, there, there is a connection there, but my I know that my nan and Grad had moved out into Laden Bois around the sixties, I think they did originally. So um yeah, so yeah. Sort of like you know, when you say I'm I'm I'm, I'm part Scottish, you know, by about twenty percent, I reckon I could probably although I am an out of towner, I reckon there is a percentage which is some sort of town ish relevance. Yeah.
2: But as we always say, it's a state of mind. And also a state of mind is celebrating Christmas in the middle of November, Russ. Which middle, yes. Which we need to talk about. Of course we do. Right. Because, listen, you started this lunchtime thing yeah. With the, and you want to encourage people to take a little bit of a break. Now, I'm for that because I'm busy at the moment. I'm not complaining about being busy. No. But obviously, I am part of the Christmas rush. So you got me hooked on this taking a break. And then what do you do? You remind me I mean, that Christmas is coming.
4: <laughs> you're making me stress, man. It wasn't intentional that, that moving those into Christmas things, but then the discussion—it was basically Becky's fault, to be honest, because she started. I getting to Becky. Yeah, I know. But I and it's—I actually quite—it gives you something different to talk. I mean, we've had—we we did do to so do, you know, things like you know, if Declan Rice was a sandwich, what sandwich would he be, and stuff like that. But um, there is know, a lot of food kind of well, it's lunch in it, and you know it, me, but the thing is with food, it brings
2: people together because everyone's involved in it. I mean, yeah. it's the only thing I eat food, <laughs> but no every every everyone needs to eat, so it's something that everyone's got in common It's very true, and as with the bagel and bagel, drives people apart
4: oh, it does. So he certainly does. I mean, I as, as I said, my you know, it's we've had we've had many a debate whether it's you know is it Quality Street or Roses, you know what do people have and you know celebrations the, or yeah celebrations or heroes it moved on to and then is it you know and then then we have like a, then some a guy called Phil went to a player signing and was dishing oh, it was it gets stupid yeah we have like one question and it just goes on and on and on and on you know the virtues of cauliflower cheese on a on a Christmas dinner. Is there a place for it? Is there?
2: Do you not? Did you not wonder about doing more of your Hammers 11 and getting that done quick and then by that you could have maybe finished, maybe I'm going to get the timings wrong, but you could have finished it a bit earlier and then moved on to something else rather than this? Because it's looking from the outside. It's looking like a bit content for content's sake, a little bit contrived.
4: Yeah, you you no, I get that. Yeah, no, I just, I think, I just, I think it's one of those things with the Hammers eleven. I love doing it, because I love chatting to people and love interviewing people and talking about West Ham, and that's always going to be sort of the thread throughout. But you know, it's now it's a point where it's try, you know, it's there's so much of the same thing on on, on the moment. It's all, yeah. you know, and so I thought, do you know what? Yeah, and it's like it came down to lockdown, and my wife a my wife's a she works she's she works in HR basically. And so she's like a, a mental she has mental health and all that type of stuff. And all the baking stuff, like I know I do the rusty crust and shit like that, but that stuff really helped me through lockdown because it's so boring. It's so boring when there's no football on and Listen, plus how you make a bicycle, mate, is not boring. The, yeah, the I, only
3: thing yeah. I want to pick up in is um, you need
4: to work on making your holes because that ain't how I got told they make them. Nah, you not. it's not. You mean making with a a, a spoon, mm. in it. Oh, was it oh, a spoon? Oh, oh, yeah. it's oh,
3: gonna right. yeah. oh, it. <laughs> be a spoon,
4: in Is It's a spoon, it a spoon? Oh, it's right. meant to be a spoon in the middle, in it. And then you spread. Yeah, I know, I know. Cucumber's bro. the nearest thing I got told cucumber i suppose it's probably big enough in it yeah but that's the thing is and then the lockdown lunch thing again i was like you know it, it, for me i'm it's like i me and like i mean my wife she basically she works all the time and she never really switches off and so it was like it gave me and it's more for my sake my my mental well-being to be honest giving myself half an hour away from a spreadsheet or making sales calls and stuff like that so it's, and to be honest, there's a lot, you know, I mean, we, we get a fair few views, but it's it's mainly about just the interaction with everyone and talk, because you can't really talk to anyone, obviously get the phone up and talk to people, but it's a, it's the modern way, isn't it? To do it through, uh...
3: obviously you're working from home then.
4: Yeah. So I've been working from home since, well, like February. Um, I think I've been in the office like two days. Um, just, you know, they started to move back into, we work in Farringdon. So we just started moving back into there before the second, for Boris Basie told us to well, everyone go back to home. So I bet yeah. the
3: cafes of Farringdon are missing you. <laughs> yeah,
4: exactly. <laughs> They're, they've all been boarded up everywhere. It's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's not a, uh, it's not a good time around there, but, uh, that's, that's why I did it to be honest, more than anything, just because I was just out of my own curiosity and I just want you know, and again, everyone says, "Oh, yeah, you know, reach out, talk to people." You know, we're here to talk. And I thought no one's actually doing anything about it. So I thought, okay, you know, I bake some, I bake some bagels and make everyone have a giggle. And you know, if they want to join me, fair enough. If not, you don't. To, have to be watch fair, it. one
3: of them looked pretty decent.
4: <laughs> <laughs> one of them. Well, <laughs> of them a
3: decent. Well, people, make sure you check out. Is it, it, uh, me and my missus? We it was eight minutes long, yeah. and and uh, which is short enough for us to not drop off. So it was eight minutes long, and it, it actually, Russ, I did enjoy it. it. Do you know what it means? Well, it means I'm going to now go back and see how you make the pizza. Yeah, the pizza. Don't I, want to do I that. go out to work, so I'm not at home during the day, you know? So yeah. I'm not seeing any of these in Russ, we crust. Um, well, and yeah. now I'm thinking, well, what does he do with his pizza then? Yeah, well. it's
2: good we... to it like he does with fucking everything else. Well, well, yeah. Don't beg, don't watch it. Do sugar, does sugar really go in a Bible?
4: Yeah, because it's got to activ- activate the yeast, isn't it? Oh, right. That's what, like, all no, babies- the... educational. Yeah. It activates the yeast, and that's why, uh, you know, I mean, the, yeah, I mean, the pizzas, again, it's like, something like that, it's something which we did, I tried and said, my mother-in-law, she, she doesn't really like my cooking, but... She, and she doesn't she like. Likes my pizza. Pie mash. She George. loves your pie and mash. She loves your pie and mash, and then but she likes pizzas. So she likes my pizza. So I thought you know it, it's something different. And then, to be fair, I do get like texts from people who've been watching it or, or yeah, tw- DMs or whatever, and they're like, "Look, what we're we doing today," and there's like a pizza, and they're having, It might just be bought at Sainsbury's, but I don't care. You know, the fact is they've they've taken the time to, you know, say yeah they enjoy it. Fair enough, you know. And it's the same with the Hammers Elevens. It's like not everyone. You know, not everyone wants. Uh, I can't have uh, you know ex football players on there all the time, or you know or celebrities or people like that. I I actually prefer talking to talking to fans, in it because they're all just fans, and so it's um yeah, it's just it's a bit. I only started it to keep me out of trouble, you know, during lockdown. Um, the first so one. What
3: happens when lockdown finishes? In.
4: Well, we're still, we're still carrying on. We're still carrying on. still carrying on, man. We're still maybe in Rusty Crust. Maybe maybe we do less lunchtime lives um, because some people, I mean, we'll, I don't think I'll be working back in the office permanently until, well, who knows, probably next month, sometime next year, I'd imagine. So we'll keep doing those. And, yeah, I mean, we do the game shows and things. But we just try a bit do something a bit different, isn't it? Because otherwise it's just like you look at YouTube and if you just subscribe to all the West Ham stuff, it's relatively the same, isn't it? It's quite same straight samey. And so, um, it's a bit different. You know, I'll put myself out there, I'll make a mug of myself. I don't care, to be honest. It's who I am, yeah, really. That's a good for attitude for you, <laughs> yeah. Dave, to be fair. I'm <laughs> glad you said that. I've been doing it since I was young. I was you know, when I was a kid, I was uh I you was always you know, been this happy. Yeah, always been this happy. I've always been like the the one who's the, uh, who likes to do things a bit different. Um, you know, I've always been like you know, I was a <laughs> again. I, I start talking. There's like I thought myself in a bigger hole. I am, um, you know, I I liked acting and drama and stuff like that when I was at school. Loved all that. Um, you know, carried on doing it through to you know A level and stuff. I was the first one at my school to get a, an A star in GCSE drama, and so I loved all that. And so, really? um, what's yeah, the biggest so- part you had? Oh, I, I didn't really, I didn't do anything famous, but I was like, you know. Uh, oh, at school, come on. We were very at school. At school, you're I talking, was. Um, you're talking to Albert Hall. Yeah, i oh, talked to Albert, Albert Hall, boy, exactly. You. Do you know, you're the second person I know who spoke, who sung at the Albert Hall. There um, there's another one of my mates who was in the choir at Albert Hall. Anyway, um, best part, um, probably the biggest part was, is a, again, it sounds really crap, but we did a. It's quite a posh play. It was called The Golden Mask of Agamemnon. Which was a Greek tragedy, and I played the narrator, which was the which was sort of the lead role. I was very pleased with that one. Um, so I was only quite young oh, on that one, but uh, that,
3: that, that knocks my playing Matilda. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, I actually played Matilda um, in a dress, uh, a sort of yeah. So obviously. That's what happens when you come from Gar School in Canning Town.
0: That's it. Uh, yeah. You
3: don't get to do the what? The Mask of Agamemnon, golden Agamem- Mask
4: of Agamemnon. The the yeah. There you go.
3: That's that's called education, people, and Essex education. <laughs> that's why my mum moved me to Barkin Abbey uh at the age of 14. But unfortunately Barkin Abbey
2: wasn't ready for me. No. <laughs> do you know what um Russ? That reminds me of something that that happened on one of your lunchtime shows. Yeah. Some um um someone kinda of spammed you really trying to sign up for this and get more hits. Yeah. And he said, I will make you famous and your reply was, Yeah, I want to be famous. Everyone wants to be famous, don't they? I don't
4: no, I, yeah, I mean that was yeah. I mean, I just a lot of things just coming. I mean, yeah, they spanned it, didn't it? I mean, no, nah, I don't want to be famous at all. It's just I like it was just like it was just the way you just came in and you know you just react and go oh, it won't be famous. Oh, but yeah, right. at the end of the day, um no, I mean, I did it honestly when I was young. Yeah, I really wanted to be like you know uh, like a radio presenter, a radio DJ. That was like my dream for some reason, um and I'm sort of living it through doing the YouTube stuff really. Um, so do you ever all.
3: done a school radio?
4: I used to do university. I was at uni radio. I did uni radios um, and stuff like that. Um But that was it. And I just, I never really pursued it. And that's sort of one of my biggest regrets. Because I like would have loved to do that, I think. Because I think it's, I love just listening and talking to people. And it was like, yeah. And so that's sort of what I did for the YouTube stuff. And uh yeah, I didn't think about it too afterwards. Yeah, but he found it. Yeah, everyone wants to be famous. No, not everyone. Like, you know. But uh, well, you have it, got a
3: great voice for radio, and it goes with the face for radio. As about well. to say,
4: I say, is it the face of the voice? But it's only because I've got like a nice new mic, like you have for your. For, you got for your birthday. I got a new one for my birthday, didn't I? So it does help a bit. But you know, it's um, and it's like you know, I just thought, I just thought when I started the whole thing, I just thought, you know, let's have a go, let's have a giggle. As I said, my I just had enough of watching you know, Australian bloody reality TV or whatever my wife was watching. So at least I toddled down to the, the garage every night about nine o'clock and talk to someone about West Ham for an hour. Seems pretty right. good to me. So you're a garage man. I'm garage man. Yeah. That sounds funky. Yeah. I
2: said, when we went around your house, not that when inside it, I didn't know it's a garage.
4: No, it's at the, yeah, yeah. But it's, it's at the back. back yeah. Well, it's a, oh, it, it was decent. a garage. It was a garage and a, like a, a, a log cabin summer room thing. Which, right. luckily last year we had it knocked down and built into like a more, well, it's not really a garage. It's like a bit like a big room, really like a, with a little shed bit at the side. And, um, luckily we did. Cause like, I couldn't do what I can't do this stuff like here, like down there in the house with the, the wife and the daughter and the mother-in-law and the dog. So it just, it just, it's just worked out. And, um, yeah, and that's, that's why looks, I'm in my shed. That's why in your shed. And then next year, we're going to get a bar built in there so I can do it for the bar so it looks like a pub. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. Because my mate's got one. It looks brilliant. And um, that was how that was the one I did when I did Ray Winston. I did it in, in my mate's pub. Uh, well, his garage bar. But, you know, so it was really cool. And I was like, oh, I want one now. So next I'll year. I've
3: seen a few of them and I did look and then I'm thinking, but it's a
4: bar in here, I mean, I've got,
3: you know, I've got a big shed, I won't lie. Um, but, it is packed full of West Ham stuff, yeah. And I think if I if I had a bar built, it would sort of take up a bit of space, space yeah. So I don't know. I've got a corner where I could do something, but
4: um, well, I, it
3: need a bit of work. I must yeah, say. I mean
4: that's the plan. So next year, get one of them done, and then I'm gonna get. We've had a guy on a guy called Nasher on the channel before. The
3: oh yeah. yeah. He'd done the, he done the um, Trevor Brook and yeah. um, Billy Bonds. So, yeah. yeah. And then
4: he done the long live, the bowling, the long, yes. the long, the long one, not the, the original one. Yeah. And so, so yeah. we want to get, I've had him on and it, we'd want him to do like one in, cause literally like the whole, whole garage is like all white walls. So I just want him to just do like a wall, like almost like an old fashioned pub. You know, so it looks like an old fashioned pub or something like that. But we'll see. That's next year. That'll be from next year's... As you, pu- uh, a, an old fashioned pub in Loughton, or would it be like an old fashioned, pub? an old pub fashioned, old days. fashioned pub, like an old, like a proper in town, an old fashioned pub. You know what I mean? Oh, With like paint the bullet holes in the corner. Yeah, you know? yeah, we'll see. You see if I get allowed to do that. Yeah, it might be something different. But as because I was born in 1981, so next year is 2021, which is uh, my 40th next year. So. Um that's that's the that's what I might ask so I thought yeah for a, a Baba at the bottom of the garden. Now
2: knows? Russ, yeah I wanna to get to that back to that Ray Winston yeah. interview you done. Now if it was me and Nigel, yeah me and Nigel doing that, I'd have had to ask him, Ray, you done these films, you have done um um Neil Byermouth you you done your film with Scorsese. What the fuck was that video in the reservation centre all about, mate? I'd have had to ask him.
0: <laughs>
2: how did you... You're not like that. And that's something I admire from you. I can't... I mean, I won't go too much into about myself at the moment. I mean, Nigel and Sean know a little bit more about me than you do. But So I'm going to keep me paid a job with a couple of things. But I wouldn't have been out there. I'd have... I don't know about you, Nigel. I'd have had to ask something.
3: I've had to get. Maybe not to. You no, know, I mean here. for me, the Iron Man film. You know, at the start of it, he's in a Range Rover. He's going to a game, and he pulls up at the Green Gate, and it's Tesco's. And he's like, "Where's the Green Gate gone?" And Fucking you think, hell. "Mate, that went three years yeah. ago." Where yeah. have you, been? you know, so it's and so then it makes me wonder, what was you driving down Green Gate Street for then? Yeah. So,
2: yeah. you know, I know how these common. things work. They're a bit contrived, to be Yeah, fair. very. I don't want to dig. start digging people out of any doors. He goes through, he goes, What about this? What about that? What about the rib man? And I thought, The fucking rib man? only like the, about the last five or six years before we left Upton Park. He's not the part of the fabric. And I, I did start to wonder if that was a bit of a propaganda video myself, to be honest, with you. not on behalf of the rib man, but on behalf of the club to get stuff out to sort of. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big
1: wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
4: I don't know. I didn't I don't have listen, no, didn't I? Was you no, in it? Once? No, I wasn't. Because I was, because when I was a, You could have been there pushing the button. I was there pushing the button but um so you'll see it but let Martin's in it because Martin was like you know front of house you know he, he does the announcing so he was in it I think our floor manager she was in it like briefly but she does not again she doesn't like to get it Your floor manager yes or like, like the production manager so we have like a put so basically at the game we have like so there's there's Martin Martin doesn't he, he doesn't sort of get he doesn't just do what he's you know how he what he thinks he gets sort of yeah, so, so Jane her name she's lovely. We've been working together for about like ten years. So she basically cues it all in to make sure you know that it's all run into time and things like that. And um, so yeah, so she, she bless her. She popped she popped her head like I didn't mean to, but obviously the camera just panned. But yeah, Martin's it. No, I'm I'm there with press, pressing the buttons as always. Um, I said I think this year's my twentieth year there now. So um, yeah, it's, it's your
2: twentieth uh, year. So let's worry that. So you, it was the turn of the century. Yeah. So you'd have been 20. Yeah. So the year before that, when you were 19, do you remember what you were doing then?
4: What, I was at what, a, what you... Well, I was at university. I was still at uni. So it was still oh, at uni. Okay. So that's how I started it. Cause, so I originally emailed, like, I think I emailed Jeremy Nicholas at the time, because obviously, I, cause I was looking at getting into doing... I, I always said I wanted to do radio stuff, but maybe like like sports journalism or something like that. And so he was like, it was obviously on Talk Sport and things like that and the West Ham stuff. So I, I messaged him and then he called to say, oh, yeah, do you want to be my runner at Talk Sport? And I was like, yeah, actually, it's on a Sunday. That's quite good because like I was at Loughborough. So it's about an hour and a half drive. I'm down there only for the weekends for the, for the West Ham games and I'll drive back up to Loughborough on the Sundays usually. And um, so... And then he got sacked from TalkSport um, and he said, but actually I'm moving into a new box because obviously that's when we had the Rio stand built. And so where they were down at the sort of, they had like a little cabin by the, do you remember like was literally a pitch side. They're like a little cabin where the police control room. Yeah. yeah. So they were up by the, you know, where where the school board was now next to the police. He said, I can't get up and down. Do you want to come and help me? And that was, yeah. And that was like 20 years ago. So, um, yes.
3: Well, I don't, I, I don't know if you're old enough to remember. I think it did make me wonder. Well, uh, I thought you was going to go down to Bill Renfrey's old box
4: because I'm not sure where you have got in there. <laughs> Do you remember Bill Renfrey's old box? I remember I, I, I remember seeing, I don't remember it really well, but I remember looking at the pictures because obviously, you know, people have, have taken pictures and, and we've, you know, obviously the stuff I've done now, like the West App, people send me pictures and seeing some of those, uh, yeah, I don't think I could have got in there to be honest it was a bit of a tight screen. But some of them are so, you know, some of the others, you know, because obviously we know people who work with, in different clubs and, you know, sometimes, you know, the all the all the announcers and stuff, you can't actually see the pitch. It was like hidden away. So, you know, from like everyone else. So it, it's, you know, it's it's better than, than some other clubs, that's for sure.
3: Um, so you was the man that Jeremy Nicholas used to signal to. Sometimes I'd yeah. see him waving his hands about yeah. as if to cue up a song.
4: Yeah. Before, and, uh, oh, it must be before we had a walkie talkie or whatever like that.
3: Yeah. yeah. And, and I, you see him waving his hand in the air. <laughs> so it was obviously for you to push the button.
4: It was. It was. It was. We used Senaphore at the time. there smoke signals. But yeah. So obviously West Ham couldn't afford a professional. So they got you in. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I I, 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 It was literally a fan, you know. And so, uh, yeah, they just. And I just. Kept quiet and you know just 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 moved with the uh, with with the with the stadium and stuff and no one no one sort of. I
3: always admire people that manage to get into games for nothing and I, and I <laughs> think that's one of the best ones, Russ. To be fair, I mean, <laughs> I've been I've pulled some strokes in my time, but I don't think I would have ever thought to write to someone at the club and um and 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 they go yeah all right you can come in yeah I missed a trick there didn't I
4: yeah well, I did try once right into the right into the I think when I was about 12 or 13 I remember writing to the club saying how they didn't have ball because they didn't really have ball boys then did they and and so I was I made up some some bollocks saying that you know that one of the reasons why the top clubs are the top clubs is because they've got ball boys and I'll come and do it for free um didn't get a response there but you know I've always I've always charged me but up to
3: be fair Russ we didn't need ball boys because we were yeah. so close to the pitch <laughs> that, that yeah, actually yeah, we could throw it
4: back yeah true <laughs> I, I
3: always wondered what it'd be like to catch the ball, what you would do with it. And then one year I did and I just looked at the ball and then just threw
4: it back. <laughs> I used to love it at the old ground when it used to go over the on over the on the east stand roof, and then you would go, Ooh, yeah, "Was it going to never come back there?" Because they, but they, oh, it goes on the roof and like the, the, the guttering. They, the guttering was the same size as that was bigger than the ball. And you think, well, why didn't I make the guttering slightly smaller than the ball when it would just float come back over? But when it gets stuck in the guttering, and then someone has to throw a ball over. But oh, yeah.
2: I imagine that was more about the rain, really. Which I'm is sure what it was. For, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, really.
4: yes. I'm sure the, the, second, the second usage of the guttering wasn't, wasn't yeah, really to, not to the the catch planning. balls. <laughs> did, did
3: you say that, though? I, I think there was a time, I remember, when I used to sit in the West, you could look over and see two or three footballs still in the guttering. It's it's like, I don't know if they were waiting for four or five to go up there before they chucked someone up on the roof to go and get them. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, it wasn't something they seemed to collect the balls um, as and when needed.
2: Mm. now Russ let's get a little bit let's get back to a little bit about your culture now you live in Ornchurch now yeah now what I want to know is how many times you nearly got knocked over crossing that road getting in into the McDonald's <laughs>
4: there's no McDonald's in Ornchurch now
2: I know
4: i gone. That one it's on the a, roundabout, the one, uh, not the route. Ra- yeah, by the in 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 Um High Street. Uh, there's that's gone. That went about a couple of years ago when they when they up the uh, up the rates, and so that was that was awful because it meant my my journey to McDonald's was 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 lengthened by about you know five ten minutes um, to uh, to Gallio's Corner now. But um, yes, so you know I haven't I never got knocked over. I haven't got knocked over unfortunately, unfortunately for some people. No, fortunately, you don't get
3: knocked over. I
4: know, but some people.
3: <laughs> well, they've made the road a lot safer through all chats now, do not they? Have they? I put haven't put been there for a long day, while. Yeah, they've put like speed things in. They've made a, like a central lane where, yeah. where, where it, as if you was playing Frogger with the traffic, you've only got to run across one road now of cars and you get to safety in the middle before you take uh, on the oh, negative. I yeah. Yeah, so, no idea. Uh, that. It, it's sort of semi pedestrianised. I don't know what the idea was it behind I, I obviously no. go to Hornchurch a lot because my mum lives round the corner. She was so um yes, but I mean if you're gonna go and eat in Church,
0: hmm.
3: where's
4: your favourite? Oh, in Hornchurch itself. Um what have they got? Uh Nando's. There's, up- There's a Nando's there. Don't mind a bit of Nando's. What's that
2: place you go in? Cod we trust or something? innit? No, no. Oh my cod! Oh
4: my cod! Oh my cod! Oh my cod! Oh Nigel knows it well. Um, oh my cod! Well, no, it's, it's been good. a
3: few years now. But
4: yes, <laughs> we used to use it quite regular till the uh, owner. <sighs> oh, yes, oh my Yeah, problems with the owner. I know. Yes, <laughs>
2: Nigel <laughs> has problems with a lot of people from time to time. <laughs> dot dot
3: dot. Maybe. Yeah, I, 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 it is funny because I always go, I don't get it, I don't get it, and then people can list off all these different people that at some point um have had problems with me, and then you get to think, well, yeah,
4: perhaps. yeah, That's maybe. Factor, <laughs> yeah. It's not my fault though. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah, I'd say yeah, or uh, or not my it's basically it's down to my daughter what she really wants because she's like, I know I'm I'm a bit of a fussy eater, but she's a little bit worse than me, and so yeah we tend to go italian if we go if we go uh, out for dinner when we used mm, yeah tarantino or maybe maybe more of a chain one like pizza or Prezzo or whatever but uh um it's uh yeah although we haven't been out for a you know good few weeks to be honest i can't remember the last time i did either went out for dinner no Can't remember. I can't remember last time I went out. <laughs> it's like last week. Last week I went to this I went to a garden centre on a Sunday on the A one two seven and we started queuing up and it was like an hour and a half queue to get into a garden centre. It was, yeah, like, was the
2: only place one the only place you could, I noticed that. Yeah. I noticed that at my garden centre.
4: But it wasn't just um, like adults. It wasn't just like, you know, fam. It was like kids, like, you know, teenagers who were like driving like 17, 18. It's like they were clucking to do some shopping. And so uh, there to a go to That's a The cafe center. was open inside. Maybe, maybe,
2: but yeah. Well, I suppose people got to grow their own these days, if you know what I mean. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you do.
4: I do. I do. I do, but I don't. Even I
2: university, do. you
3: must do. Yeah. yeah.
4: That was a long time ago when I was young. What was you studying? I studied politics with media studies. Oh, my Um, God. Originally, I didn't mean to do it. Originally, I was going to do drama. As I said, drama in English. But for some reason, I was talked out of it. Um by it might be my, my nan maybe I can't remember who just said you know there's, there's lots of failed actors in the world or whatever so so I sort of scrabbled around to be honest for for a course because I always go Loughborough because I liked I like my sport obviously and so I um I picked you know politics with media and it was only three hours a week and I didn't realize that until afterwards so it was like fucking brilliant you know played of like, championship you, manager that time in you sound
2: a bit like a dosser really Russ <laughs> <laughs> we had to, to go that way for three hours a week
4: well I st- obviously i stayed there with it so you know we did exactly. other stuff i did the did the i did the radio and i did uh and I, I, did, I had a little part-time job up there and obviously i was you know in the midlands so it was quite easy to get to a lot of the away games as well um which was good and yeah i mean my flat my housemates one was a sheffield wednesday fan and one was a one was actually don revy's grandson Oh. So, so we'd go to, and that was when Leeds were in the Champions League. So we went to a couple of them games, which was good. And yeah, it was, it was, you know, it was something we did. It's it's like, we've, we've like, I was the first one out of our family to go to university. And so, but it was like the norm, you know, and it sort of is a little bit now for like kids in it where they, this, sort of, the, the assumption is that, you know, if you're, if you're all right at school, you're going to go to university. And so that was always going to be my path, um, going to uni and stuff. But it was, um, yeah I, I i never did i wish i'd done the the traveling though you know they're taking a the gap year out and done it like like some of my friends they traveled around the world and i was always jealous of that but um it's what do it they is, let you it? know it what's that sorry
2: do they let you know it i mean people oh i've been here i've been there i've been everywhere In my of that anti-nowhere league song yeah. so what
4: so what? it's true, you know it, yeah. yeah. I mean, that they were is, all
2: right. do go on.
4: Yeah, they were all right. I mean, one of my mates, he, he lives in Australia now, and uh, which is nice. And I mean, we haven't seen. It. I literally, it's funny. We had like. I, I still have very good friends with, with a bunch of my mates who went to primary, we went to primary school together and stuff like that. And we're still really good friends. And so every Christmas we sort of meet up and, well, we do probably not, obviously not this year, or well, we know maybe this year. Um, And sort of the families of obviously we're the same age as well. So we've all grown up, we've all got married roughly the same time together. We've all had kids the same time together. So where it was like a bunch of six of us, it's now a bunch of about 28. So we had to like, it's to hire a church hall to have our Christmas little party and um and my mate from Australia turned up he unannounced like he wasn't going to tell anyone and him and his his girlfriend and um it's the first time he's seen my my daughter who's eight so it would have been it just showed you how long we hadn't seen each other but you know it's like when you see when you're mates and you just carry on you know you haven't seen them for years but you you know as soon as you're back together you just crack on and start taking the piss out of each other in game, which was quite nice. So yeah, I've always had a, a, a big bunch of mates who, um, as I said, I mean, my best man, for example, um, we were, we were mates well not mates, but we were, we went to pram clubs together when we were six months old and we we're still mates. Pram so, club. Or pram, you know, like, like <laughs> mother, mother and toddlers, a mother and kid, you know, pram things. But yeah, so. All right. Uh, well,
3: yeah, All right. I'm <laughs> trying to think, <laughs> I'll try not to insult you now. Um, i am not saying you you're not working class um but it's coming across um perhaps not very working class no, no, would you consider yourself working class
4: No, and I, no, I wouldn't say i'm working class i don't i don't think i am really um although i don't know nowadays i think that that sort of that label some as has not got lost but it's like it's more of a it's a generational thing in it whereas now i don't see I don't know. I just don't know. Working class, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's not like, um you know, I mean, I don't, I'm not, I don't do, you know, I, as I said, I work, I work in, I'm a sales director. I'm not like a, you know, I'm not I'm Not a labor or anything like that. So that's, that's my job role. So, you know, that determines what, what group I probably put myself in. My wife's an HR director as well. So again, it's like, but you sort of work your way up in it. It's like, I mean, I, I mean, you know, I used to work at bloody, you know, I used to work the old checkouts at Safeways and I used to, you know, went to, I used to work at Pizza Up for years um, when I was at school uh, and through uni as well. So, um, yeah, I don't mind, Yeah, you know, but I'm, I'm crap at anything manual, um, I'll be honest, in terms of what I do. Um, pizza Hut, like, good place to work though,
3: Ross. I won't knock it. I used to look after their locks and, yeah. and, and we got told that um, if we asked for a pizza, they had to give it to us.
4: Really? That's cool. So yeah, that yeah, was good. We, we was used
3: good. to argue who was going to do the pizza jobs. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Whoever was hungry. So, I,
3: yeah, I yeah. So when we got a call out in the middle of the night for pizza, <laughs> I'll mate, take it. Yeah, yeah, ten to midnight in Edgeware. Uh, what you got going, mate? I'll have a pizza, thanks. And they had to cook it for me.
4: Brilliant. Yeah, no, it's all. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm shit anything to do with any manual stuff. So like, you know, my wife will say, you know, she'll look at something, go oh, that needs painting. Oh, I'll get uh, I'll get Tony in. Not like Rusty's painting. It's like you know she always knows I'm going to do yeah. a shit job, so she might as well just get someone else who's, who's better qualified. But you know, but if she wants a uh, her internet wired up or a telly wired up, I'm your man. You know, anything's all techie. But yeah, I'm shit with anything else manual. To be perfectly honest.
2: Yeah. Now I've got a list of you. You would uh, Nigel asked if you are working class. I've got a list of social classes in the United Kingdom. Nice. Okay, you're, you're going to know more about this than me. Now, at the we're going to start at the bottom. There's two below traditional working class, which is emergent service sector. Yeah. And precariat, which is a word I've never
4: even seen before. <laughs> Do you know what that means? No. Nah. I know in Ireland, there's another social class, not so, but social grade, and there's an F for farmer. I know that just because for for, I work in market research, but no, I've never heard of that word at all, Joe. Uh, Pre-carry-out. Pre-carry-out. Yeah,
3: That's when they cooking the food, isn't it?
2: Yeah. Shows poor economic capital and the lowest scores on every other criterion. Typical occupations include cleaners, van drivers, care workers, carpenters, joint... What? No. Carpenters. How can a carpenter? Carpenters and joiners and caretakers shopkeepers and retail cashiers that's ridiculous yeah i mean it's you know they don't really glad we're doing this podcast i mean we're learning something aren't we, we? Are. so from traditional working class 14 percent of british society shows relatively poor economic capital but some housing assets few social contacts and low highbrow and emerging cultural capital Typical occupations include electronics technicians, care workers again. They got in for care workers. I mean, that's something I couldn't do. I've got loads yeah, of respect for them. Definitely. Van drivers, electricians,
4: How's that?
2: residential day. Uh, oh God. God, don't know what to think of a fucking cartoonist. Right. And then you've got new affluent workers. Stop me when you think I've I mentioned your class. All right uh electricians again postal workers retail cashiers plumbers
4: so Hmm. so electrician is not but a plumber is
2: well they're both in that class technical middle class apparently this is what i got um i got um put in this category believe it or not six percent of british society shows high economic capital very high status of social contacts, that's bollocks for me. But relatively few contacts reported and moderate cultural capital. Occupations include, oh my God, I can't believe I'm in this category medical radiographers, aircraft pilots, pharmacists, natural and social science professionals, I think, I don't know, I don't know about this, physical scientists. And business research and administrative positions. That sounds like you as yeah. That sounds like you, isn't it?
4: That sounds like me, yeah. So what's that the group the new affluence? No, it's technical yeah. middle class, isn't it? Oh,
2: is it? Oh. Technical middle class. Established middle class, Nigel. About twenty-five percent of British society reported a high economical capital, high status of mean social contacts, and both high brow and high emerging cultural capital. Well-represented occupations include electrical engineers, occupational therapists, social workers, sorry, enough midwives, uh, environmental professionals and cultural assurance and regulatory... God, special needs teaching professionals. Right, now, this is the interesting. Elite elite, members of the elite class are top 6% British society I won't go into the other spiel CEOs IT and communication directors marketing and sales directors functional managers solicitors, barristers and judges financial managers higher educational higher educational teachers dentists, doctors and wait for it Advertising and Public Relations Directors. I disagree. Mm. We're strongly represented. Nonsense, isn't it? Yeah. Absolute nonsense. Absolute codswallop. I don't know where you're falling in this, Nigel.
3: Well, I've sort of fell in with the... uh... If I do my CSCS card, they make me do the electrical test. So, even though I'm not electrician, sort of carpenter electrician, I do electronic security, which is locks. And so that's the, the. It was below the new. What was it? Not the new romantics. It was the whatever. The, um, the the new affluence. I think I'm a bit below the new affluent. I might be affluent. I don't know about affluent though. No, not really says the man yeah. with three in his garden. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I was disappointed when I asked my daughter once if she thought she was uh, th- th- at school. They, they thought, where we live, this is quite a nice road in the town. And a lot of kids said thought that she was middle class. And I was like, what do you think you're middle class? And she went, well, yeah. And I was really disappointed, I must admit.
2: Maybe there's a different kind of
4: definition of it now yeah I think there is I think there is
2: so Nigel anything else you want to say ask uh, Russ before we tie it up well I mean uh,
3: let's let's bring up because it is the 21st of November today and so it is 28 years and we are all West Ham fans so uh, Russ can you name the team that beat Oxford 5-3 I can't
4: I'll be honest I can't do you want to have a go (sighs) I'll help you out. Well, I know, yeah. Well, I know that I know that Julian scored because he was the, he scored the first goal. No, actually, Oxford scored first after thirty seconds, so that was always I've always had that in my in my locker, you know, because typical West Ham. Um, I know Julian scored an absolute thunderbolt, um, and I would probably say Ludo in goal. I yep. probably would have said Julian. I Probably yep. would have said Potsey. Yeah. I would have said Colin Foster. No. Nah. Gailey? No. Alvin? Alvin? <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> had to be Alvin in the end, didn't
3: it? Yeah, um, had to get there eventually. Just the right back. Tim Breaker? Yeah, you got that. it. So that's the defence. Oh, okay. Pops in oh, centre half then. Yeah, so we're
4: moving okay. to midfield. We play the four four two. Okay, four four two. No. Oh, cracky. We didn't
2: have a good team, mate. No wonder they yeah. scored.
4: Um, um, I think.
2: Uh, Stuart Robson. Not Stuart Robson. Mark, Mark Robson. Robson.
4: Yes, Mark Robson. Yes. Um,
2: um, I'm trying
4: to remember who he scored.
2: Uh,
4: was Speedy, saying, was
2: he playing up front? No, no. Trevor no, Morley. Yes, Morley yeah, scored. Yeah.
4: Clive Allen. Yes, Clive Allen. Oh, that's we've, so
3: got, we've got another two to get then. Mad In midfield.
2: Dog. Yeah, Mad Dog.
4: No. King, Kev Keane. Kev Keane, yeah.
2: Yes. I think he played every game that season. One
4: more. Um, Pete Baller. No. No. Too early. I can't remember. Matty Holmes? No, no. Yeah, one of the Holmes. boys of
3: 86. He was playing him in... George thing. Paris. Yes. Uh, there you
2: go. Uh, Good okay. season he had that season. It was Georgie. Do you
3: want to go to the sub? One sub. He came
2: on. Have you mentioned him?
3: Do you want a clue? We don't need a clue, do we? I Alex Bunbury. No. He turned up years later. Yeah, it <laughs> ran funny only the bottom bit of his knee moved when he ran so it was like the fires just stayed still
4: that's Alex like um, Michael Johnson used to run like that as well yeah
3: yeah. Um, no idea No. his idea. dad played for West Ham that's the only clue okay. I'm going to give you Kenny Brown. Brown oh see that was a too easy a clue wasn't it yeah so that's year 11 uh that the, played that day I mean it's good to know to remember the first day you went isn't it 28 years ago uh, yeah. I mean what do you remember from that day? Quickly, what was it like the first time you saw the ground?
4: So yeah, very very excited. I remember um, there was a little we had a little shitty. I had one of those claret and blue beanie hats, so the claret and blue scarf. Suddenly, so my brother and my granddad there, and I remember getting there and just like didn't have a clue what was going on really. And I remember we was in the east stand as well, so we were sitting in the east stand. So and I think for the first season we pretty much stayed exclusively in the east stand, and then. Yeah, I said, 30 seconds in, Oxford United sco- scored, and my granddad turned to me. And, it, it's, and yeah, you know, obviously he's not with us anymore, but I always remember that. He just said, that, at the end of the day, right, he went, get used to this. You've got a lifetime of this. And I was like, do you know what? That was the probably the most <laughs> most poignant bit of advice he's ever ga- he ever gave me because it was so true. Um, and so, yeah, it was – I just remembered it being like – it was just like weird because obviously I'd watched it on the telly and seeing like – just seeing it and then, you know – and then, obviously, the fans and, obviously, learning, just it was just like an amazing... It's like everyone I interview. When, when you talk about your first game, everyone has the same experience. It's like, wow. And, you, and then as soon as the game's finished, when can I go back? Um, and you just hooked. And, obviously, that season was a good season. Because, obviously, for us, for me, being a fan, because, obviously, we won a lot of games because we got promoted that season. So, um, yeah, I was a glory hunter. I came in when we were riding high in, the, uh, in League 2 at the time.
3: Um, it's hard to imagine nowadays, but the attendance. What do you think? How many people do you think was there? I'll give you some help. Sixteen, seventeen thousand. Grand. Well, the grand only held twenty five thousand. Oh no, yeah. that was uh, that was prior. I think the grand it? was a bit more than that. No, so it would have been thirty odd thousand. It held. What do you think the crowd was that day?
4: Sixteen and a half. Uh, I
3: will lower, Russ.
4: I'd say slightly higher. I reckon 18. Okay.
3: According to official West Ham stats, 11,842. Oh, there
4: you go. No wonder we got a ticket. There
2: you go. I mean, uh, you know, Oxford weren't a massive draw, but it just goes to show you, doesn't it?
3: Uh, I mean, I I can remember games that were... I I I, I, I don't know it was around that time or it might have been before that. I think there was a thing called like the full members... Cup or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we played West Brom and I walked on to the chicken run and there was literally, I think i have been to a busier reserve game. And this was a full. you know, this was a first team game. I know it was a crap cup tournament or whatever it was, but it was, um, yeah, it was, it was, that's got to be one of the, I think, I think it was about three or 4,000 there that day. But yeah, I mean, it's hard people, it's hard to imagine because with with the Olympic Stadium, we can see we're not going to go to get sixty thousand, but they're, they're getting crowds of fifty over fifty odd thousand mm. nowadays for for even crap games, which mm-hmm. even at the bowling, we, you know, we never used to sell out most games there. So um, to think, yeah, back then eleven thousand eight hundred and forty two,
4: and you thought it was a lot because obviously, yeah, you, you know, for for a kid, that was like seeing that many people in one space. Probably the first time anyone see you know the kids have seen that all screaming and shouting nowadays. they go, he says, if they went to the London Stadium, then you know there's fifty thousand. It's like five times the people that I I saw. It's their first game. You know, it must be. And you've of got more a,
3: space at the London Stadium.
4: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've still got my car park space. There'll be there on be there on Monday next Monday. So until uh, until everyone goes back, I can't wait for everyone to come back. Really can't. Yeah, yeah. It's um it's
3: weird. So weird. I I was saying this is the longest I've it's been since nineteen seventy seven since I've been to a football game. Yeah, you know, and you know, there's a lot of people like that. There's some people that have been going, you know, fifty odd years that that have never been away from football for this long. It's it's taught me one thing. I couldn't give it up. No, that's what it's taught me. Yeah, you know, and that's why I try not to moan about it so much. (laughs)
2: on that note I think we should call it a day and thank Russ for coming because we're really going to get it under an hour just to prove it to Sean
4: yeah Yeah.
2: alright then thank you very much Russ pleasure
4: absolute pleasure guys and
2: we'll be back with another guest soon so you've enjoyed A
3: Propaganda with Nigel Len and Russ thanks for
2: listening Getting to know you Having a good nose about you Having a gander Looking at what makes you tick